to always get the latest Game Tea, don't forget to follow us on social media. You can find us at Twitter at Game Tea Podcast X. You can find us on Facebook at The Game Tea Podcast. And you can find us on Instagram at The Game Tea Podcast. We post frequently, giving you podcast updates, posting gaming news, and the occasional meme. Check them out after the show, and thank you so much for listening to The Game Tea Podcast. everybody and welcome to another episode of the game tea podcast my name is jp this is zach and i'm czar okay so can we agree that recording on site was a terrible idea and we're not gonna do that again yes we were so unprepared and also drunk and yes. also drunk <laughs> barry Be- literally zach before czar and i came to uh do the podcast with you we were on a raft out in the sun drinking like it was the end of the world for four hours straight and then we're like Huh, I wonder why we didn't sound as good as normal. Right, our voices were all crackly. And, Hi, and welcome to the Game Tea Podcast. Oh, it was it was not pretty sounding at all. But I will say it was a good time. Zach, I really wish you were there, bud. Well, you know what? I'm not I'm glad I didn't go because JP got COVID. I, okay, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not jump the gun here. <laughs> nope, jump the gun. 2020 is a piece of shit. Gotta put JP down. <laughs> Don't put JP down. It's not a sick horse. <laughs> no, please. I just paid off my car. The throw punch. <laughs> That's not true. I still have many payments on my car. I don't know which part of that is more sad. Anyway. <laughs> Today on the podcast, we're talking about a few things. It's a pretty exciting episode. So, uh, yeah, we have Godfall and PS5 hype. Yeah. Scott Pilgrim question mark. Prince of Persia remake. Immortals Rising. Zelda news. Yay. And you think that's it? No, Xbox when done did a ton of things. Yeah. And we want to talk about it. Finally, Xbox makes the spotlight. It's not really about games though, JP. So you might not like that so much. I like talking hardware. I mean, hell, I spearheaded the uh, NVIDIA series last week with the new 30 series of the cards. But you know what? Fan of gaming right here. Let's jump right in. I can't wait to talk about some of this stuff. Hey, yo. So first up, Godfall. What'd you guys think of that trailer? Oh, oh, sorry, JP. I stole that. Is it okay if I stole that? You know what, JP? You try no, it. No, no, no. You're no, you're absolutely fine, Zach. You just steal whatever you want, man. My, you stole my house when I left for college. You stole my girlfriend. You stole my deodorant that one time. Just steal. Keep stealing from me. Who steals deodorant? That's Did so not insane. steal your girlfriend. <laughs> I'm gonna say that right now. <laughs> He didn't defend himself against the deodorant, though. He's like, I no, did not the deodorant, steal definitely. your girlfriend. What kind of <laughs> sick person steals another person's deodorant? A man who's desperate, Zara. I was more upset about the deodorant than the girlfriend. Good, like, good. <laughs> you got that nice Old Spice, man. Like, I get it. Now I'm gonna stink. Zara, you already stink. No. So anyway, things that don't stink. Godfall combat trailer. Guys, this game looks like a fluid stop motion like it, it looks like an anime like honestly in my opinion like, this is like knights the anime it looks like a in my is how i'm gonna put it and i'd love to get your guys input it's like a more responsive dark soul style game um and basically what i mean by that like when i say responsive like it's fair like you're gonna be fighting the en- the enemies and they're not really gonna be stunned like it's gonna be like a, a give and take combat system which is like that sounds really exciting and you know what's funny is i agree with everything you just said after watching this combat trailer 
uh, when Zara and I talked about the PlayStation 5, uh, the gaming showcase that they did a couple of months ago, this was about in the middle of the showcase, and I slept on the trailer. I made the comment like, eh, this looks interesting, but not really my type of game, because that was one of the only games in the entire showcase that uh, didn't really exhibit much of the gameplay. But now that I am watching the gameplay, this buttery, smooth, colorful, exciting, fast gameplay, I'm singing a different tune now, boys. This looks like a shit ton of fun. Zar, what are you thinking? It's really funny that you brought that up because Zach wrote the schedule for that episode that JP and I just did um, just by ourselves. And he highlighted and like put it in bold and made it bigger in lettering than all of the other games. He was <laughs> he like, did. talk about Godfall. And we we're just like, I don't even remember that trailer. <laughs> like, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> but no, this this game looked so wicked shiny. I mean, there's not much else to say. I was really surprised that all of the characters and the armor were literally so shiny when it was pitch black at night. <laughs> it's like oh there's spotlights on these guys. It's, yeah, it's a beautiful. I love the color schemes. I love the combat. And did you guys see the water movement? Like yes. at the very beginning when somebody like stepped into a puddle, just the ripple effect. Now that is modern graphics. That looked real. All right. All right. I got three comments. Give me, give me, give me a second. I'm going to go quick. First off, I read a YouTube <laughs> comment. I'm trying to remember the name. It was like, what do you want your main color to be? And the lead designer just goes, yes. <laughs> I thought that was fucking hilarious. Because like, like Zara said and JP were saying, like, there's just colors popping off everywhere. It's beautiful. Um, you don't have that dark gray, like that Xbox 360 thing that, you know, everyone makes fun of. Like every uh, every shooter game is just like that gray color, monotone as hell. Oh, yeah. Yup. And then one more thing like that I wanted to add, I guess it kind of ends up being two, is, is Sony and me myself agree on something, you know this game is gonna be big. Good point, good point. I told you guys this had the Dark Souls style. Yeah. But it also has that Diablo loot farm. And I don't know if you guys know this, but you can play Diablo forever. You can always get a better piece of gear. And with that focus on multiplayer, I think this is a game where like, you can just play this game until you just finally just get bored of it. Like we're talking thousands of hours out. Yet. I'm excited to see what they do. I'm hoping they support this thing well after launch if they have that multiplayer focus. Cause this looks like a game that I'm gonna pick up like every night and be like, hey Zara, JP, like dude, let's get on. I'm gonna be the guy with the giant hammer. Zara's gonna be the guy with the pokey thing and JP's gonna get hit all the time. That's, that makes sense. I was always the bard in D&D, which might just getting hurt with my flute. <laughs> just <laughs> With the whole Diablo notion, I might actually put Diablo as one of my next games for Playtime Panic because I have sunk a lot of hours into Diablo. And if, if this game is kind of Diablo-esque in its loot and just its offer of all things to do in game, you're, yeah, you're going to drop just as many hours. So, yeah, go check out the trailer for yourself because, I mean, PlayStation's doing it again with another just title coming out of the blue. Um, I think this is going to be a huge hit, and I'm ashamed of myself for sleeping on it when we talked about the PlayStation 5 event, but also, like, kind of not because the PlayStation 5, the first event, focused more on, like, the story of what's going on. It was the only time during the, one of the only times in the whole event where it was focused more on the story than the actual gameplay. And that's kind of why I slept on it, because, you know, I'm a story-driven guy, and I'm like, this looks okay. But the combat here, it, it's got to be something pretty special for me to get super excited exclusively on the combat alone but this is it boys this is gonna be a hit i'm excited and you know what like i said earlier 
um, it's a Sony exclusive. It's a time Sony exclusive. So there's a reason that Sony wants this game to drop first on PS4. Or sorry, PS5. It, it is coming to PC day and day with the PS5 release, but it'll be coming to Xbox eventually. Eventually. <laughs> eventually. JP and uh, Zara, you guys are going to play this with me, right? Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah right, as soon, right as soon as I play Borderlands with y'all. I mean, I'll get it for the PC. I'll play with you guys on PC, but there are other games I'd buy a PlayStation for. Exactly. Like, if I'm going to get Godfall and I want it to look as good as it does in the trailer, this is a PC. This is PC for sure. So speaking of PlayStation, just a short YouTube trailer that we also got from PlayStation is telling us that there is going to be another PlayStation 5 showcase on September 16th, 1 p.m. What do you think of that, boys? I was going to say, with uh, Xbox having a spotlight, it's only Sony has to come and steal it right away. So, yeah, <laughs> here they come. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep, yep, yep. So with this showcase, I mean, it's probably going to be a little bit more about, like, the console itself, um, the interface, what you can do with it. Um, and then I'm saying here, I, I bet that they're probably going to release a couple of launch titles, because I've said it before. Whether you agree there's a console war or not, if PlayStation 5 really wants to kick ass with this release, all it's going to take is one great launch title. And I guarantee we're probably going to get that and much more in this showcase. Other than that, I mean, it's kind of up in the air for me. Probably a few more game releases. Um, like I said, some hardware and software exhibitions of the PlayStation 5. I'm very excited to see what they have to say, especially since, not even joking, the PlayStation 5 showcase we got a couple of months ago, the game showcase, was the best gaming event I've ever seen. And you can agree with me or not. Maybe I'm just tooting the horn a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I do not disagree, but that's okay. And you know what, JP? I do think that they will finally confirm the price because you know what? I lied to you. They haven't fully acknowledged the price that that's definitely got I, leaked. That's what I thought was that it wasn't official. I guess it was just a leak and not confirmed, but definitely the price. Like, there's been leaks of the price, but PlayStation 5 is going to definitely announce the price now that the cards are on the table for everybody else. So those are a couple of my predictions on the showcase. September 16th at 1 o'clock. I'm very excited. Tiffy, you were right. I was wrong. I'm sorry. You're right. I'm wrong. Shut up. Oh, wait, I got that messed up. <laughs> Even when I'm right, I'm wrong. Editing guy, don't fix that. No, no. <laughs> you know what? I'm done talking. I just mess everything up. Who? Back to the dungeon with JP. No, please. Next up, I'm going to keep talking because I don't know how to link stuff. So we're going to look at Scott Pilgrim versus the world re-release. Um, so basically, if you guys don't know, Six years ago, Ubisoft uh, delisted from digital storefront Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, the game. And it kind of was like this giant cult following. Like, it kind of did get its own movie. So I guess it's a lot bigger than I've seen it as. Um, but it, there's a lot of people that like this game. Are you guys into this stuff? Uh, I think it's a side-scrolling beat-em-up, right? Like, your classic 1992 TMNT uh, yeah, X-Men. Yeah. You got it. Nail on the head. Yeah, I... I think those are just gimmicky anymore. Like I played them. There's a bunch of creative ways to do it, like castle crushers and everything. This is just another game based off of a movie. And I mean, you got to wonder why Ubisoft took it off of the digital market to begin with and then picked it up six years later. I mean, when was the last time anybody even thought of Scott Pilgrim versus the world or Michael Sarah for that matter? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to say something 
really controversial. Uh Uh-oh. I know, I know. It's never good when I start off a sentence like that. I did not like the movie that much. That's a common opinion. It really is. Oh, thank (laughs) God. I thought I was, I thought, because I was like, if there's anybody here who likes the movie, it's Czar, and he's going to come punch me right in the throat. (laughs) <laughs> no, I mean, I, I did enjoy the movie, but it's one of those movies that I watched it once and then I could never watch it again. It's just, it's too random and too excitable. And I mean, well, it it's, was... it's based off comic books. So that it, that makes sense. You know, like you kind of just go from, it almost feels like each of the seven evil ex-boyfriends is supposed to be like a whole thing. And you have right. to put that in a one hour and 50 minute movie format. It's kind of... It's just, you kind of just go from plot points to plot points. So totally agree with what you're saying, Zar. And I understand that, but it's just like, I'm not a huge fan of the movie. Um, as far as the game goes, I halfway agree with Zar. I think it's definitely going to have its niche audience, whether you like the movie or not. I think it looks entertaining for like maybe a, you know, six to eight hour, just beat em up adventure. It looks like it's got some comedy aspects to it. And it's multiplayer. And yeah, it does have multiplayer. So you know what? If the price is right, I'll pick this up. It looks like it's got uh, some potential. My biggest problem with these types of games is they come a dime a dozen. Like I have the exact same side-scrolling beat-em-up that uh, Scott Pilgrim is for Ugly Americans, a TV show on Comedy Central. I have it for like the Rugrats. I have it for, I I don't even know. I think there's- Totally uh, off topic. Did you ever play the Game Boy? Advanced Dragon Ball Z beat em up, Dragon Ball GT. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Now that's exactly what this is. And I, I love that game, but you're right. Like it's just copy and paste new characters into the format. Yeah. It's just the exact same side scrolling beat em up, but they're like, let's cover it with Scott Pilgrim versus the world and it'll sell like hotcakes. But it's the same damn thing since 1992. A lot of people are excited about this. So we're probably, we might be the minority in this. We're just not the audience for it. And that, yeah, that's fine. I, and I'd say that's true. But, you know, they are. He's let us know how wrong Zar and JP are because <laughs> I have been very much in the back on purpose. Your hands. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say your hands are not clean here either. So it's going to be available on uh, holiday 2020. Um, it's coming with all of the DLC. We do not have a price on it quite yet. But guess what, boys? It's coming to the Stadia. Oh, my God. Stadia. Oh, wait, that was Sega. Stadia. Stadia. Yeah, that's how it goes. Good job, JP. Lawsuit. (laughs) (laughs) It's also coming to Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, Windows PC, and Xbox One. It's not coming to Mac, though. Sorry, Mac friends. If I was going to pick this game up, this is a Switch game for sure. Um, And it comes with all the DLC that came with the original game, including Knives Chow and Wallace Wells. And um, there's no word on the physical release. So we've given you guys our input on it. We love to hear your input in the comments, so please let us know what you think and what you're looking forward to. One last thing, and this isn't a, this isn't important yet, but there's a theme that's going to go on in this episode. Uh, this is an Ubisoft title. Keep that in mind. You know, had the game out five years ago. It wasn't on the shelf. Now it's coming back. It's Ubisoft. Keep that in mind. It's an important thing. With that being said, I say we move on. Yeah, uh, continuing that trend, we have an official gameplay trailer for... Um, a game we called uh, a couple episodes ago, Prince of Persia. Czar, I didn't know that you could be right. I know. <laughs> I love I love how Zach titled this third article and Czar can't be right. 
But no, I was right when I said that I didn't think it was going to be just the original Prince of Persia. The, the game is actually Prince of Persia Sands of Time, one of the most favorited Prince of Persia's by the community. And so it only makes sense that they would remake that one. And the trailer looked pretty cool. It looked like a modern Prince of Persia. Oh, that's funny that you say that. That's yeah. about it. I mean, it, it, it looks optimized. It doesn't look modernized. It looks optimized. <laughs> that's actually pretty good. That's a pretty good description. It is coming to everything and there are people excited. But there's a bigger group of people who are not excited because uh, avid listeners remember my rant on Destroy All Humans, the remake. This is going to follow the same trend. It is copy and paste port with just optimized graphics, not updated, not modernized, just optimized. It's 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 a direct port and people are pissed. Like some of the comments I read on YouTube were, okay, Ubisoft, this was a cool trailer, but um, where's where's the real trailer? <laughs> like, what did you show this when you originally released the game? No, you can look at the comments. It's still waiting for the it's a prank post. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But so I I mean, I, I don't know if I'll pick it up. I, I was really, really hyped about it. They're, they're failing here. Like, that's all there is to say. It's cool that they want to bring Prince of Persia back into the spotlight. But you can't just, you know, shiny up a coat of paint and then put everything back in its identical place. There has to be some switch up. They could have fixed this so easily by just not even calling it a remake, just like maybe a remaster to like, hey, it looks a little bit better, but mostly it's a port. That actually goes back to what we've been saying all along is the difference between remakes and remasters. A remake implies an entirely reboot of the franchise, like possibly how Fable is going to be. But a, a reboot or a remaster is essentially what we've seen with Destroy All Humans and now Prince of Persia and among many, many, many others that are just faded out of the limelight now. Final Fantasy VII is like the best example I have of a remake because if you look at the original versus the remake that they just made this year, you wouldn't even be able to tell it's the same game. Some of the same themes, some of the same characters, but the way it looks and plays is completely different. That's what a remake is. Yeah, and the story is a little different. You have extra story missions. You have different choices. You have different things to see in the game. With Destroy All Humans and Prince of Persia, we can only speculate is that that's not possible. And like, I'm almost done with Destroy All Humans. It's only taken me like 10 hours, but it is it, it is copy and paste. It is just copy and paste and it pisses me off because they're just trying to make more money on games that have already made money and faded. Like you can't do that. You have to offer something new if you're gonna bring it to a modern console. I totally agree. Uh, Zach, what do you think of all this? You've been a little quiet. Yeah, well, I agree with everything that you all said so far and I don't really have much to add because I don't really know anything about Prince of Persia. I don't really either, but I... I'm just here for the controversy and everyone's saying it looks like a PS3 game. Chaos. It's it's true. Um, okay, just kind of to detract from all the negative we've been saying, I'll tell you just uh, like the TLDR of, of what this Prince of Persia game is. So 
You play the Prince of Persia who is not at his rightful throne yet. And I, I don't remember. It's like the Salazar or something. The dude with the big beard. Oh, yeah, that narrows it down. The dude who who's like turns to sand and like points at you and like sends all the people after you. Like he's he's very notable in the trailer. OK, OK. And so you steal this dagger or like some princess girl gives it to you. But the dagger is your main tool. It's your weapon, but it also is your saving grace. So like I said before, this game is heavily platforming and Zara is not good at platforming. So this game offers a great solution. I fall down a hole and die. I can use my dagger to turn back time and not die. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yes, hence the sands of time. The dagger controls time. And so like if you're in a fight, you get knocked on your ass, you can just hit the reset button, you're back up kicking ass again. And so it's a really cool concept and how they originally did it was just flawless. The platforming was very fluid, the combat was great, and the power-ups with the dagger was was just revolutionary. Nobody had seen a time manipulation done so well like that. Because I mean, there, there were time cops and time crisis and such, but all of those were gimmicky. This really was a fantastic game. I cannot stress that enough. As far as the remake, it'll still be very, very fun, don't expect anything new. Just expect nostalgia. That's it. Prince of Persia, even though it had its cult following, wasn't huge by any means. So I feel like this will give it an opportunity to be played by a bunch of new people. And I'm a big believer in graphics don't make a game, you know? So if the game's fun, I'll still have a great time playing it. But because I'm guessing all these people who are really mad about the way it looks probably are the fans. Yeah, they're the guys who have played or the guys and gals that have played every single Prince of Persia game and like have posters and toys. Like these are the obsessive ones. And I I get where they're coming from because it, it, it just hurts to see your favorite, your baby series that is just not treated right not given the the proper treatment that you wanted. So we're going to have to just see how it goes. I mean, I'm I'm considering that once again, this is by Ubisoft. Like I said, you're going to start to see a theme. There's a trend. I'm guessing they're probably going to see some of the uh, negative feedback cuz I mean, right now this video has more dislikes than it has likes on YouTube. So they're probably going to take that feedback into a little bit of account. It does. It. it <laughs> I just checked because not many YouTube videos have more dislikes than likes, especially like game videos. And no, it is currently sitting at 10K likes, 16K dislikes and climbing in the dislikes. That's uh, a big oof. Oof. Woof. Zach, I need some better news. You got anything cool to talk about? Like JP said, we're going to be talking about this new game called Immortals Rising. Which, if you remember the Gods and Monsters trailer from, I think it was December of 20... Oh, God, it seems like forever ago. December of 2019, back when the world was at peace. and Well, we won't say at peace, but it wasn't a shit show. There was Gods and Monsters, and that has since been name-changed to Immortals Rising. And they released a brand new trailer. Um, one trailer to kind of like just be like an overview trailer, and then one trailer to be like a gameplay um, or just a gameplay demonstration through IGN, uh, which I will get to in a second because I hate IGN, but that's a totally different topic. <laughs> Basically, this Immortals Rising game is a Greek pantheon Breath of the Wild clone. And I say that in the most kind way possible because being a Breath of the Wild clone is still being a Game of the Year clone, which is awesome. It's going to take Nintendo a long time to make another Breath of the Wild. Um, 
And so having a little bit of more Breath of the Wild in between is always a good thing. Would you agree, JP? Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I agree with your sentiments there. I mean, being called a quote unquote Breath of the Wild clone isn't necessarily in itself a bad thing. I Open world's just been the way to go. So like, I don't think that's necessarily worthy of docking at points. So I agree with you. And um, let me just go into it. We'll start with the, the trailer. The trailer is awesome. It just has this little like punky, like, I don't, I don't know the band. Maybe Zara, you do. But it's just kind of like this punky rock music video with the character in the background and you're playing as they say her name i think it's literally her name's phoenix is that what it is i believe so phoenix spelt f-e-n-y-x and so phoenix is a demigod on a quest to save the greek gods from a dark curse and basically um typhoon kind of play on typhoon um has been released and he is causing chaos and he's kind of split the world from like the greek like centered world to the dark world and so it's really funny because in the um gameplay trailer that they did with ign pretty much when you go into the dark world it's basically like you're doing a shrine like one of the shrines is you're playing pinball so they really did take a lot of inspiration from zelda which at its own it's not a bad thing i like what they're doing with i love anything to do with like gods and stuff so it's probably a game i'm gonna pick up when it gets like on sale or maybe right away if it's got some fire reviews also there's flying in it jp which come on can you imagine flying in breath of the wild like i think the worst thing about breath of the wild was when you had to climb things so being able to fly <laughs> yeah you're not wrong it'd be pretty sweet <laughs> oh it's so true god you are not wrong rivali's gale was essential for that game oh yeah Oh, yeah. Hate Rivali, love Rivali's Gale. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good synopsis. I um, watched some of the combat. It, guys, it looks really, it looks really good. It looks really fun. I'm excited to play this game. I don't know. I don't even know what else there is to talk about. Other than it looks like Breath of the Wild. It looks good. It's got its Greek uh, mythology kind of all over it. The world looks huge, but we won't know until we actually play it. And some of her power-ups I noticed look really, really cool too. Like she does, she has a few of these powers as she's fighting the things in the trailer, as Phoenix is fighting things in the trailer. And it looks cool. It looks like there's going to be a lot of diversity amongst like your play style and your battle style, because that's what I think at the core is great about these games is you can choose if you want to engage directly or like be sneaky about it. I was just noticing that um, on the gameplay trailer, there were a ton of different hotkeys. So I'm just wondering how many different powers you have to choose from that you can hotkey because you got your like mana and health potions on the left side, left bottom side of the screen. But then the right bottom side the entire time, like they just kept cycling them out. They even have like a castle that's kind of got like the malice stuff on it, like in Zelda. <laughs> so now now that I'm seeing this a little bit more and talking about it, maybe it took a little too much inspiration from <laughs> Breath of the Wild. I was going to say. It looks to take the combat a lot farther than Breath of the Wild did. Breath of the Wild was more simple. This one looks like it's got a more in-depth combat system with all the special power-ups and like you get to use some of the Greek God moves, but think like champion abilities, but there seems to be more of them from what we can see. So as opposed to the last trailer we watched, I mean, this doesn't have a great like to dislike ratio either. It's got 4.7 likes and 2000 dislikes. I think we'll really see the potential this game has once people actually start playing it. Like, you know what? This is actually a lot of fun. But in the meantime, let's look at a couple of these comments. My favorite one so far is uh, Lay Revenant, Assassins of Zelda, Breath of Microtransactions. 
god, I hope they don't do trans microtransactions with this. That what would have ruined these games if you do that shit? I mean, it looks like a strictly single player game, so how would you even do microtransactions? Uh, skins. Skins equals wins, boys. How many times do we have to go through this? You know what? Who's the developer of this game? Ubisoft. Ah! <laughs> that's, why, that's why it's like literally Assassin's Creed Odyssey, but like they... JP, you didn't finish it, but did you remember like playing Kid Icarus and like you constantly have a uh, Palutena in your ear? Yeah. Yeah, I do remember that. I didn't... Yeah. That was one of my favorites. I thought Kid Icarus was a hilarious game and they kind of have that going on here between Zeus and um, it's Zeus. Is it Poseidon? Zeus and Poseidon? Oh no, it's Zeus and Prometheus are talking back and forth. They kind of break the fourth wall a lot and kind of talk and they're like, how do you, how do you even say Ubisoft? And then it's like, it's pronounced Ubisoft. And then he goes, ugh, the French. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Right. It's pretty freaking awesome and hilarious. Um, and if that is like spot on and just as hilarious as that, I think this will be a big winner for me because that's a lot of cool things mixed together. Kid Icarus, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and Breath of the Wild. As long as none of those microtransactions like JP alluded to, I think this game could be a, I think this could be a sleeper game of the year pick, honestly. Oh yeah, definitely it could be. Um, it looks uh, immersive and very widespread. It looks awesome, but I really hate to burst your guys' bubble about the, the flying. I was just kind of going through the comments and some of the people like really in-depth examining it took a look at the main character's ability to fly versus her stamina bar. And everyone is speculating that it is just a gliding feature unless there is some very late game material that allows you to fly. They're, they're Ubisoft's like, you know, this is too much of a Zelda clone. They're like, no, it's not gliding. It's what does Buzz Lightyear say? It's falling with style. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the microtransaction is the ability to fly. I would personally go and punch somebody at ubisoft in the throat <laughs> okay maybe that wasn't the good news i was looking for uh what do we have next on the docket boys i think you're gonna enjoy this one yeah do tell actually i'm supposed to be the one to tell aren't i was I? gonna say <laughs> i was trying to i was trying to segue you <laughs> it's like oh do tell and you're like wait hold up hold up <laughs> what did i just step into i pulled the reverse uno card on you <laughs> <laughs> all right so we do have some good news this week, actually. Well, we've got lots of good news this week, but this is my personal. Speaking of Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Breath of the Wild and how great Zelda is and how everybody wants a piece of that pie, Ubisoft, we have a new Hyrule Warriors game that just got announced. It's Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Now, I'll jump into what this game is here in a second, but first of all, uh, boys, I wanted a couple of thoughts. First of all, did you play the original Hyrule Warriors? And second of all, what do you think of the trailer? I I did not actually play the original Hyrule Warriors, but um, I was on a big Zelda kick when I discovered Breath of the Wild um, before I even played it or even had a Switch. And so I wanted to absorb all things new Zelda, but I was so confused with Hyrule Warriors. But it looked really cool. It looked really fun. I was really hyped. Never picked it up, but I'm probably going to pick this game up. Is this like an entirely new game or is this like dlc that goes on to hyrule warriors you know honestly that's the only complaint i really had about the marketing was i couldn't tell that directly either if it was dlc or if it was a new game but zach and i figured it out it is a completely new game a prequel to be exact because 
I guess in the order, if you want to take a look at the order of the Zelda games, because the Hyrule Historia tried to kind of make a cohesive story out of it. Uh, Breath of the Wild is actually first on the Zelda timeline is what people are suggesting. Really? And I think we're still trying to figure out if that's true, but I've seen a lot of theories from YouTubers saying it's first. So assuming that's true, this is going to be a prequel. Uh, Zach, I didn't get the answer from you. Have you tried the original Hyrule Warriors and what'd you think of the trailer? Um, I have not tried the original Hyrule, War Hyrule Warriors. It just, uh, I'm not really a, a, gig, a big fan of Dynasty Warriors. Um, but this, this I might be into because you're getting an actual like plot. Dynasty Warriors series, when it like has that offshoot, when it like they take over like a game, like they've done this with Fire Emblem and they've done this with um, how, um, like just a bunch of other like spinoff series. And basically what it turns into is like a really weird fan fiction. Sure, sure. You know what I mean? Like you you find a reason to put all these different characters from different timelines together. And so it just turns into fan fiction. So that's kind of why I usually like avoid it. It's like, I just, I don't know. I already have so many games to play. So I'll just wait and just get like the story synopsis later. If it's anything good, maybe I'll pick it up. Um, but so I think this might be the first one where I bite on because... This is kind of exactly how I envision like the hundred year, I guess it's not the hundred year war, but the hundred years before Breath of the Wild actually took place. I think this could be pretty neat to see the fall of Zelda and like, and like, you know how the game's going to end, like you lose. So I'm curious to how this plays out. The gameplay of Hyrule Warriors, for those who don't know, it's not your normal Zelda game by any means. The original Hyrule Warriors was a spinoff on the Zelda series where it's more of a beat em up slash hack and slash type game where you're given short objectives and your goal is just to get through hordes upon hordes of enemies with like kind of these power-ups and these battle capabilities and you get to play as a whole cast of Zelda characters. That's the shtick really is it's, you know, a beat em ups type game, hack and slash with Zelda characters. And it worked really, really well. Um, I did play the original one. I did not beat it but I had a lot of fun. You get to play as all types of Zelda characters. So you don't have, you start off as Link, but you can play as a multitude of Zelda characters. And it's not really themed after one Zelda game. There's actually a ton of different characters in the Zelda franchise that you can get in there. Like at one point you can be um, Minna from Twilight Princess. Um, I think you could be Tetra from uh, Wind Waker. I mean, it gave you a lot of diversity. So what makes this prequel different from the original Hyrule Warriors is it's still got that hack and slash style, but it's more focused on like what Zach said, the hundred year war um, before Link and Zelda lost to Calamity Ganon of Breath of the Wild. And it looks absolutely phenomenal. I can't wait to get my hands on this game. And the cool thing is JP, you don't have to. How, when does the game come out? So this is coming out November 20th. So I do have to wait a little. I've got to wait two months, but you know what? Two months for the hype up and to save up $60 because I am a broke bitch. I think I can. I am so sad, boys. I'm so sad. <laughs> I, I, I want money. Please give me money. Lipton, <laughs> Lipton, give me money. Oh man, not the sponsorships again. <laughs> Ubisoft, give me <laughs> <laughs> after all the time we've been crapping on them this episode. Uh, yeah, I'll take it all back if they just buy me some Taco Bell, man. I'm desperate. <laughs> and now we bring a Taco Bell into this. Taco Bell. <laughs> oh, we're going to have to lose all of this. Where are you at? With that, Czar, it's time to finally talk about your boys. What'd they do? Ooh, ooh, Xbox finally did a thing. No. Waiting 
for weeks to finally say something about Xbox. And all it's been is... Sweet. I don't know what this Wii business is all about. Me! <laughs> <laughs> but yes, Xbox did quite a few things. First and foremost, we have pricing. Finally, Xbox releases their price for not only one console, but two consoles. They finally confirmed that they have an extra console that will launch. And so for the Series X, we have $499 US for retail. For the uh, digital edition called the Xbox Series S that was just announced, it is going to be $299 US, half the price of the Series X. Uh, okay, Zara, listen, you're bad at math, buddy. That's, okay, that's not half, not half. Three-fifths the price. Three-fifths, three whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Fractions. Frack. Sorry, I teach fifth grade, man. I gotta, I gotta call you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> what was that meme I sent you last night? 2020 whispered in all the teachers' ears, you're not strong enough to weather the storm. And the teachers replied back, Y-O-U apostrophe R-E. <laughs> your. Your. <laughs> but okay, back to the Xbox. So I know what you're thinking. What is the difference? I mean, obviously one of them is digital. The Series S is digital. The Series X is uh, full disc capabilities. The resolution is where these things really differ. Through a quote, it says, through, our, through talking to our customers, we found that many of our fans prioritize frame rate over resolution. So we wanted to build a console that didn't require a 4K TV. Xbox Series S delivers approximately three times the GPU performance of Xbox One and was designed to play games at 1440p at 60 frames per second with support up to 120 frames per second. And this news comes to us from Xbox.com. That is incredibly impressive. And we even talked a few episodes ago how, or not, I don't remember when we talked about this, but we said it would be dumb of Xbox not to release some like lesser version of the Xbox Series X so that they could actually, you know, get this into more hands of gamers who are looking for a better gaming experience. And I guess they listened to that episode of the Game T podcast. They sure did. Shout out to Phil Spencer. Nice listening. Because <laughs> they were like, shit, that's a good idea. <laughs> Damn, these kids slap. <laughs> these kids slap. <laughs> also, furthering the Xbox Series S, it also includes 512 gigabytes of custom solid, solid state drive storage. Ooh. And... Oh, can I put that into games for you? That's one game of Call of Duty uh, Warzone. <laughs> it's That's true. That's approximately two Warzones. No, it's just true. one. Just one Warzone, JP. Oh my god! <laughs> That's all you can fit. That's point eight of a Warzone. I mean, yeah, the the internal storage is yeah, it's not it's not great. You're gonna have to get external, definitely. But I mean, I think you're gonna have to get external for all of these consoles. But now they're also even saying that. Xbox Game Pass includes EA Play at no additional charge. How, how did they get EA to do that, guy? That is exactly what I was about to ask. How did they get EA to do something for free? I Maybe EA listens to the Game T podcast. <laughs> <laughs> now, I bet they're going to like hide a shitload of microtransactions within their games from Game Pass. They're just going to make all of their money for microtransactions. You're probably right. Okay, so that's not all. We got even more from Xbox this week, Sar. What's going on? Oh, yeah, I'm going to get winded here because, man, they just they just kind of blew up in the limelight here. 
That's not often Zara gets winded. <laughs> I know. I never get to talk about Xbox this long. <laughs> so to provide even more value, the article continues. We are teaming up with Electronic Arts to provide Xbox Game Pass Ultimate to and PC members with an EA Play membership at no additional cost starting this holiday. So this means that members can enjoy EA Play on Xbox One, Series X, and Series S. Also, Windows 10. The Game Pass for, P for PC members get EA Play on Windows 10 in addition to the 100 plus games on the Game Pass library. Ultimate and PC members will be able to play more than 60 of EA's biggest and best console titles and PC titles like FIFA 20, Titanfall 2, Need for Speed Heat, as, as well as some titles from EA's popular franchises like Battlefield, Mass, Effe Mass Effect, Skate, and The Sims. So some of the best EA play games are off. Dude, I'm I'm starting to become a lot more impressed with Xbox. This is all start, starting to sound really, really great. I am so happy that they released the uh, Series S. And members will be able to play on Android devices from the cloud at no additional cost. Huh, I mean, that's cool. <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's just it's that's just something. like they keep layering on strawberries and frosting on top of this cake just seeing how big they can get it before it falls over. I was going to say, I'm curious to when they jack this price up, because right now, like we already said, this was the best value in gaming, but holy shit, this is like, like you said, like, it's just like they're adding strawberries now, the whipped cream. When's it going to fall over and be like 20 bucks a month or 30 bucks a month or something? Yeah, they're, they, this infrastructure cannot support itself. They're giving way too much away. There may be some type of like Founders Edition style that they're doing with the Game Pass where maybe like if you subscribe in the first year of the life, like maybe you get this continuous discount. I don't know. I totally agree with you. Like, I would love to believe that this is all just really great things that Xbox are, is doing. And it could be, but I feel like there's going to be some hidden costs, especially when you get EA involved with this. I don't believe for a second that EA isn't looking for some way to continue capitalizing on their profits. Oh, yeah, that that makes me very skeptical when they're like boasting about teaming up with EA. I, that that rubs me a little bit the wrong way. I'm really hoping my my fears are just sheer paranoia, but who knows? I think it's paranoia when they've continually burned you. So I, I would just say you're just expecting the obvious to happen. Oh, yeah, probably. But I, I really enjoy how they finally confirmed the Series S because kind of circling back to what we've said before, this is going to get the console for $300 into the hands of people who would most likely not buy an Xbox, you know? Like, we've talked... Zach and I might get the digital edition of the PlayStation, but like we're not going to go full price for for the big console. I'll go full price for the Series X, but JP might get the Series S. No, that is 100% right. And to be honest, I'm probably not going to pick up Xbox at all just because I have a gaming PC. Have I told you guys about my gaming PC? <laughs> Only a few times. You're absolutely right. And that's the great thing about Xbox is you don't even have to like buy their console. That's that's mainly for like the fanboys. You can do all of this on your PC. Exactly. But uh, that being said, I'm still incredibly excited. To, like what you guys said, this is going to put the console in a lot more people's hands. The games are going to be more accessible. Game Pass still best value in gaming, in my opinion. Xbox is making moves. 
Xbox is making a lot of moves. I'm very happy for them because if you asked me two months ago how I thought they were doing in this quote-unquote console war, I'd say they were lacking behind. And then with their last gameplay trailer, I gained a lot more faith. And now seeing what they're doing with like Game Pass and the different console variations, I, I've got a lot more faith now. I really see them putting their heart into what they're doing here. They've had to make a few difficult moves like delaying Halo, but Phil Spencer really is doing his best over there. Maybe, and this is a conspiracy theory right here, they purposefully had the early year letdown so that people kind of gave up hope in Xbox then no matter what they showed us, everybody would just go nuts for him because they're like, oh, we were wrong. This was their plan all along. I'm on to you, Xbox. I know what you're doing. You know, I think it'd be pretty stupid to plan for failure. But anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? We do it all the time. I don't know necessarily if Xbox is going to win this console generation just because PlayStation has the exclusives. But I do think that Xbox is set up for the future between xCloud, Game Pass, um, the ability to like plug and play with PC pretty much. I don't I don't know where this future is going to go because there's only so many more K's you can add to your graphics. And I really think that Xbox has set themselves up with a very successful infrastructure. Um, and I'm curious to see how this all plays out because I'm talking like eight years in the future here. 2028. God, please don't be anything like 2020. Um, but we'll see where we're at. You know what I mean? Like this is Xbox has made some power moves like JP said. I, I, all I all I have left to say, I suppose, is I'm really hyped for Xbox. I'm glad they finally confirmed the price and they finally confirmed that they have a second digital edition that really sets them up in a better position to compete with PlayStation. And so, you know, the Game T crew is going to be reporting on this console war every development as it comes out. Oh, hell yeah. Boys, it's been an interesting news day, but I think it's time to get into some game releases. I think you're right. Who wants to do it today? It's been a while since I've done it. Do you mind if I do it? It's all you. All right. Upcoming game releases. On September 23rd, Unrailed is coming to PC, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. Again, on September 23rd, we are getting the Untitled Goose Game Co-op update. coming yeah. once. I know. I know. I'm pumped. That's coming to PC, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch. On September 23rd as well, we are getting Vigor on the Nintendo Switch. On September 24th, we are getting Going Under on the PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One, and the Nintendo Switch. We are also getting Gone Viral for the PC on September 24th. Again on September 24th, we are getting Little Big Workshop coming to the Xbox One. You know what? We've got a lot of shit coming out on September 4th, because then we've got Rip Them Off coming to the PC. Once again, September 24th, we've got Serious Sam 4 coming to the PC and the Google Stadia, boys. Yeah, the Stadia. Stadia. <laughs> um, also on September 24th, Tears of Avia coming to PC and Xbox One. Again on September 24th. <laughs> what is happening on September 24th? It's a big day. Tennis World Tour 2 coming to PC, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. Ooh, JP, this next one's September 25th. I know, right? It's like September 24th is like, please, guys, we can only handle so much. Yeah, that was like playing Majora's Mask, doing all the things in one day. They're like, please, I can't keep doing this. <laughs> On September 25th, DreamWorks, Troll Hunters, Defenders of Arcadia coming to PC, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. 
September 25th as well, Mafia Definitive Edition coming to PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Stadia. Oh my God, we have two Stadias. We've got two. And finally, on September 25th, Zenjin coming to the Nintendo Switch. Now, you might have noticed that there was a little game missing from that list. Well, don't worry. We've got one huge game to hype up coming out on September 18th. I don't even think I could give it the energy it deserves. Zach, what's coming out on the 18th? Super Mario 3D Collection. Oh my God. 3D All-Stars, not Collection. It's a collection. I don't even know what to say, boys. We've been talking about this for months. We've been praying and wishing and hoping. And here it is, five days away from when we're recording this. And all of us pre-ordered it right after we saw the trailer. And interestingly enough, this game comes out the day before my wedding. So I'm going to be locked in my hotel room waiting to get married, playing Mario. Woo! <laughs> Lauren's not going to be too happy about that. No, probably not. <laughs> and it's, this actually works out perfect. I mean, what can we say about Super Mario 3D All-Stars we didn't say in the last episode? It's got three games on it. Three classic Mario titles. Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, Super Mario Galaxy. Amazing collection. You can argue if $60 was the right price point for that game. I say worth every penny. And if you don't know, it's already sold out on Amazon and scalpers are going crazy on eBay. So oh, Nintendo's yeah. happy with their decision. Are the are the consumers? Maybe not as much, but you're still going to buy this game. Speaking of, I'm already going to play. I think Galaxy is the first thing I'm going to play. What are you going to play first? I'm probably going to play 64. I'm probably going to do them in order. Well, that's weird because my first is going to be Super Mario Sunshine. <laughs> All three of our favorites. Oh, my God. Well, you know, it'd be good if we do like a game versus game versus game for that. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm going to lose. They didn't optimize 64 at all. They didn't <laughs> optimize any of the games. It's Super Mario 64 is the most classic of that bundle right there, man. It's also the hardest. Oh, I'd agree, I'd agree with that. Super Mario 64 is easy. Just get good, Zar. <laughs> Look, I have the perfect strat. Just get good. Okay, but that lava world, that lava world pisses and the underwater sea. Oh, I agree with the sea. I, I don't go into sea. that door. I don't use my stars to open the door. I just, I just know. <laughs> Under the sea. <laughs> no, lawsuits. Oh, the lawsuits. You can sing a little bit. Not if it's Disney. How many lawsuits did the Game Tea podcast get on this episode? All of them. All of them. Find out next time on Game Tea podcast. <laughs> we just read our, our list of offenses. <laughs> This was a great episode for news. Oh my God, so much cool stuff is happening. Very excited to give Super Mario All-Stars the attention it deserves next week. But I think we have done a fantastic job in this episode. So what do you say we wrap this up? I think we covered it. Let's do it. All righty. Thank you all so much for listening to a great episode of the Game Tea Podcast. We will see you in the next episode. You just got your Game Tea. Bye.